Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. Jess, we're music fans, right? I would say that's the reason why we know each other so well. Yeah. We have the musical WGLS background. Well, we're actually bringing our first not only just musician, but musicians mm-hmm. on the show today. That's correct. We've got, how about Alex Pollock and Caroline Kubak Yes, coming on the show today. Two-time graduates. Yep. 2015, master's in 2017. Prof sweethearts. Love a Which prof we sweetheart noted, story. We, you noted. Yes, I love a prof. I love when we have folks that met and fell in love on campus. It's a transformative time. Yeah. And it was a transformative experience to have them here today. Yeah. We... Uh, got a, a chance to experience their beautiful music together, which was really unique. We haven't done that with a guest before, so we are excited you'll get a, to hear them as well. But they're college performing arts grads. They're music teachers. Uh, they teach lessons. They also are a touring duo and very impressive group of grads here. Yeah. I loved it. Well, Caroline and Alex, thank you so much for joining us today all the way from P all the way. I mean, all the way. (laughs) You drove an hour to get here. That's in all the way. Thanks for coming all the way from PA to hang out with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Are you guys ever on campus? No. Uh, Here and there, just driving through, still have friends in the area. So we have to get you on campus more. That's how we're starting off the interview. You must come back. You must come back. But now take us all the way back. To your time, Caroline, let's start with you ladies okay. first. Tell us how you heard about Rowan, how you decided to come here, or why. Yeah, I actually went to, at the time it was BCC, okay. before Rowan bought RCBC. I went there first because I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, you're in high school, and what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I don't know. I like music. So I went there, was just liberal arts major, and then decided on music, so I got my associates there, and one of my professors there, he had gone to Rowan, I think, for a composition, and he kind of really pushed me, like, you should audition there. It's a great school. They have classical guitar. Go there. Um, so I did did the audition, had a really great experience, got in, was excited, and was like, okay, yeah. And the other part of it was I knew I wanted to stay home, so Rowan was like 40 minutes, maybe 30 if you drive fast, yeah. uh, from my house. So I knew I could commute there because um, I wanted to stay home in the beginning, so... But yeah, that's how I ended up there. And how about you? Uh, so I grew up in Woodbury, which is right down the road from uh, from Rowan. And I had applied to a couple other colleges. And it's funny, I was I was actually out selling popcorn for uh, Boy Scouts. <laughs> and Love one it. of my neighbors up the street was a Rowan alumni. And she knew I was looking at colleges and stuff. And w- one of my friends was actually a, a piano player at Rowan. And I hadn't even thought about it. And she's like, hey, why don't you look at Rowan. And so I looked at it and it was great because the application was super easy. It didn't ask me about wh- <laughs> where is it, where are you going to be in five years and any question, questions like question? that. It <laughs> is. I don't know. And they right. ask for these essays sometimes where yes. they have to you know, go so creative and explore your mindset. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so just 
being able to be cl- close to home because um, I did live on campus. I uh, didn't didn't commute or anything, so it was nice to be only be 15, 20 minutes away from home to be able to go home and do laundry, stuff like that, or have my parents do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you all you all met here, your freshman year. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Tell us that story because I love the start of a prof sweetheart. She really story. does. So this is like <laughs> we've talked about people's things. This is her thing. I love a prof sweetheart story for sure. I mean, okay. I guess we probably just met first time that orientation, like for uh, there's like a music major orientation where it was just all the in- incoming freshmen meeting, and we had a uh, kind of like a scavenger hunt that we did, and then we kind of just knew each other in the studio. We didn't start dating until after like our freshman year was over um in, in june but then it was just hanging out in the studio and yes yeah, about it <laughs> yeah we didn't talk much freshman year besides just being in the same master class things like that had a few classes together um and then yeah it was the end of freshman year he was working on some arrangements of different guitar pieces and i was asking him for him and then we just started talking and hanging out that summer and yeah then we started dating <laughs> oh that's unique cute give me those notes, <laughs> those notes. <laughs> so let's talk about your background i guess coming into uh, so the musical side of things i guess that that brought you to rowan in that space first who had the family member that was in the band that got you into like anybody have that sort of background my dad did play in a band yeah. uh played guitar but at the time when I was younger, I started on piano, okay. flute, didn't play guitar till high school, but he never played in that time frame. Really? Like he had stopped for a long time. And then when I was in high school, I'm like, I really want to learn to play guitar. I will practice this instrument because <laughs> the other ones, it was, you know, little kid, you don't want to practice. And so when I got back into it, he was like, maybe I'll start playing again. So he kind of did uh, get back into it. Um, and actually we found out years later, a Cousin on my mom's side of the family, he is also a classical guitarist. And we didn't know this because it's like distant cousin. We didn't find out till we ended up playing um, at the same concert mm. years later. Wow. I was opening for his duo and he has my mom's maiden name, Larison. And my mom was like, what? And we started researching and found out, you know, somehow through one of her cousins and distant side of the family. But so she claims I got the classical guitar <laughs> from her <laughs> side. Yeah, she's like, forget dad and all his concerts. Right. <laughs> That's cool. How about you, Alex? Um, for me, I know my, uh, my uncle Tim played guitar when I was little and, and I started playing piano in second or third grade and guitar in fourth or fifth. But then uh, both of my grandfathers were both piano players. My uh, my mom's dad, he played saxophone and keyboard and was playing like the big bands in the in the 50s at like the dance halls and country clubs. Awesome. And then uh, my, my dad's father, he was an organist for a church. Um, so like they lived in Magnolia, New Jersey, and he was the organist for an Episcopal church in Magnolia. And he was, the um, I believe, a Grace Episcopal in Haddonfield for a long time, too. And so I kind of had music on both sides of my family. Yes. So tell us about your experiences at Rowan. Did you have to audition to get into and what was that like? Was that a little nerve wracking or? Oh, yeah, it was very nerve wracking. And I remember coming from BCC, RCBC, whatever you want to call it at the time. I was looking at a few other places to transfer to to finish my degree and I feel like one of them, you didn't even need an audition. I was kind of like, oh, I want to go there. 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 (laughs) Even though, like, funny enough, what I wanted to do was perform for people. But, you know, still, I didn't have much experience at the time. So the nerves. Um, But it was was nerve-wracking, but also very comfortable. Like, once I was in the situation, 
I was good. And um, the students at the time that were helping that day run the audition and like checking in, things like that, they were super nice and were talking to me about how much they love it here and how great the music studio is. So it was, it got comfortable once I was there. And do you remember your experience auditioning? Um, yeah, I actually, uh, it was nice because I was able to stay over the night before and um, in the townhouses because my one friend who I knew was a piano major, he was living with two guitar majors. And so I was actually able to come the day early, hang out with them, be here early in the morning. So I was all set up and everything, able to practice early and be be ready for my audition. And yeah, it was nice just you know, very easy. Um, Joe Mays, our guitar teacher at Rowan, was a very laid back guy. So he, he made it very, it was very comfortable being there playing for him. So it was fun. There's a lot of different styles to the, to, to music, obviously. Why classical? What, what kind of brought that around? For me, I started on electric guitar and was like, I just want to be in a band. Yeah. And rock yeah, and roll, right. and, yeah. you know, tour. Um, and when it came time to, you know, okay, you're going to go to college for guitar, for music. You really only major in classical or jazz. Okay, Those okay. are your two That's options. Good. I didn't know that. Yeah. And at the time I was playing in a band, playing electric guitar. And I thought, okay, let me try jazz because maybe that'll help with improvising, soloing, that kind of thing. Um, and I did study it at RCBC for a little bit, but I, I like jazz. I appreciate it, but I realized I didn't want to study it that in depth guitar wise. And my teacher at the time outside of school that I was taking lessons with he had gone to temple for classical guitar and he was like well why don't we try classical so he lent me his classical guitar Mm -hmm. and got into it and just really fell in love with it um and it's funny because I feel like now when I describe it to our students and I say classical guitar everyone thinks you know Bach Beethoven like classical music and that's what I thought in the beginning too which is huge what we studied at Rowan but you can do so much more with it. There's so many finger style arrangements of like Bob Marley songs, uh, pop songs, rock songs. Like it, it opens up so many possibilities just getting that classical technique and foundation. And then you can do so much more with it, like maybe more songs that you like to listen to or play. And does yeah. it transfer the other way too? Like if you do jazz, can you can, can you do that classical piece? There were a lot of jazz majors oh, at at the time that we were there. Jazz guitarists actually were required to also take classical okay. guitar lessons, and so jazz is definitely like you. You would think they might be doing a lot more chords and chord melodies where they're playing the chord, but you also hear that top yeah, melody yeah. note yeah. and hear like the vocal part. Um, and then with classical guitar, using and because the, they're using a pick, so they're kind of just doing one strum. But with classical guitar, you're using your thumb, index, middle, and ring finger. And you might strum, uh, but a lot of times you're using your thumb to kind of bring out the bass line and then or, and fill out some of the harmonies with the chords. And then you're alternating with your fingers to bring out the melody. And so it's it's a different combination, but they do, you can go both ways. I mean, I have classical pieces that, or finger style pieces that are originally jazz pieces. And then jazz musicians will take classical pieces and make jazz them up a little bit. So I'm going to ask a question that almost could be a card, but you had, a, I'm guessing, a love for music growing up. What were the kinds of music and bands that you were listening to in, in your homes that kind of inspired your love for music? Definitely when I was younger, specifically hearing Free Falling, Tom Petty, hearing that a lot. So my dad always had a lot of music on. For me personally, when I was younger, I was really into Hanson, 
Loved wow. Hanson. Well, I mean, Hanson, their big influencer, <laughs> major influencer. Right. The- yeah, they, <laughs> you play, know. they all played guitar, right? The Hanson brothers? Yeah, they had guitar, bass, drums, mm-hmm. you know, all of them. Um, but I was more into the you know, Backstreet Boys, things like mm-hmm. that, younger days. And then, but always did have that love of rock music, yes. you know, in the background and really... Um, anything that had for that guitar. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, 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 that pop, that 90s, no, no, pop I'm, was I'm, excellent. Just saying, you know, Hanson yeah. wasn't. How about you, Alex? What did you listen to? Definitely, I listened to a lot of music with my dad. He was actually a radio DJ up in Sussex County for oh. for a time before you know he moved out and moved away and did other things. But I definitely got a lot of my taste of music from my dad. So he had a listened to a lot of classic rock music. So like the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Electric Light Orchestra, The Doors, Bob Dylan. So a lot of like the the early songs that I learned how to play were Beatles and Doors songs. You all started to talk a little bit because you were in the same classes. Did you immediately start playing? What came first? Did you start playing guitar together a lot or was the romance first? And then you're like, hey, also we both play guitar. So let's, yeah. Yeah. The the latter. Yeah. We we started (laughs) talking and really like right before when it was like official that we were starting to, to date, we had just. Then we're leaving to go to uh, South Carolina for a big guitar festival that it was the the Guitar Foundation of America festival that happens every year. And at that time, when we first came in, the guitar studio was huge. There was over 20 students in there. And our teachers actually set set it up that we were all going to drive down together and go go and attend this festival, like five, six days of, you know, concerts and technique classes and master classes. Um, so that was like right when we first started um, dating, and then after that, it was like, okay, yeah, let's let's start playing guitar. Like we got some duos now, like that we just got when we were down here, and we started messing around with uh, duos for the guitar, and then even our our third semester at Rowan. Um, I'm not sure if it's still this way, but we actually had to study the lute, like the Renaissance lute. No, lute is still a thing. <laughs> I do know that. I do know that because I was just with a, a meeting with Rick Dammers. Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. So I, I think lute is still a thing. Good, good, good. Yeah, because they just had like the Collegium uh, ensemble and everything. But so we we even did a couple ensembles, uh, like duets with the, with the lutes, where we were each playing luter. There was one, I believe, it was the uh, the Lord Chamberlain Suite that I we were two two players on one lute, so it wasn't that awkward since we were talking at that point. <laughs> 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 the lute's pretty sm- Is it smaller or is it bigger? Yeah, smaller Small. instrument. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It can be bigger, but... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> depends. <laughs> you mentioned, like, that how many guitar players there were in the one room. Is it, like... I mean, I imagine there's obviously supportive qualities to this group that you're coming together with, but there's also this little competitive edge, right? Because obviously you're trying to outshine a little bit some of the other folks. Right, or you just want to... Like in the master class we would have once a week, you would kind of randomly be picked to play mm. whatever you're working on that week. And then everyone would give you feedback, like, you know, constructive criticism, yeah. feedback. But it was always like, yeah, I would get nervous every week. Like, I want to do good. I want to show that I'm improving, you know, or like, am I going to get called on? Am I not going to get called on? So there was that, you know, we definitely cared about it every week. To Were you doing original pieces in there too? Yeah, I was curious. Are you composing like your original no, pieces or are you not, doing? Not really. I mean, we were... We had set pieces um, or like kind of set ideas that we might have of pieces that we had to learn every semester, kind of like a a curriculum. But then we were kind of given the flexibility of like, all right, yeah, we're going to you can work on these other pieces that you might be interested in. 
But when we came in as, as freshmen, there was definitely a very high level in the juniors and seniors that were there. And so as, as freshmen and, and sophomores, we definitely felt a, a strong push of like, hey, like I want to I wanna do really good. Like you see all these other, these older guitar players that they're practicing all the time and playing these like really, really amazing pieces that are fun to listen to. And I was like, I want to do that. So let me hang out with them, see what they're doing and hear about their practice routines. And I'm going to go and find pieces too that I'm going to do. And just, you know, it kind of encourages you to put put in that work because being a music major is definitely a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was motivating too, because at the time when I came in, I only had been playing classical for maybe a year, if that. So then you see all these upperclassmen like playing these crazy pieces, playing really beautiful and very connected and expressive. And you're like, okay, and now I have to get up there and play, you know? So it was just, it was good motivation too, because they had that higher level going on. So I play sax. Nice. And so like we, we, he's a mummer. I am. Oh, no way. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can't hide that fun fact. I'm no, without no, you. It's okay. Time. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I did a cover band thing for about eight years. Two of my happiest. No, no, it was fine. It was fine. But once, <laughs> once you play Tom Petty, American Girl, like for the 90th time, it just gets old. You know what I mean? You got to give it up. Right. But there is something cool about like being able to go talk to other sax players about, oh, what's your setup? You know what I mean? For your ligature. What's your, so I imagine that same sort of thing happened with you guys. And I always say, if you want to see one of the coolest colleges on this campus, College of Performing Arts is the spot to be because you'll randomly walk down the hall on a Wednesday and see some cat carrying a bass fiddle. Or the next day you'll see like a random like bass clarinet coming through the hallway. And you're just like, this is like right. where I want to be. And you hear some cat riffing in a, a studio somewhere, which is just having a good time. So it's, a, it's like a just a, a playground. So what were you thinking you would all do after graduation? Were you considering that? Because, you know, studying music, it's like, okay, what do you... What, were people asking you, like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, like, all the time. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, um, but again, luckily, my teacher that I studied with outside of school, since he had gone to Temple for classical guitar, and his family owned the music school where I started taking guitar lessons, and that's what he did. He you know, helped run the school, and he taught one-on-one -on -one lessons. And I remember when I told him, okay, I'll do music performance, classical guitar. And he's like, okay, well, if you do that, you're going to be teaching a lot. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, now I'm <laughs> going to be performing. And uh, he was getting married. It was the end of my freshman year. And he's like, I want you to sub for me while I'm out, like sub these one-on-one -on -one lessons so you can get a feel for it. And thankfully he let me do that. And I did it and I loved it. And I was so surprised because, you know, I knew I didn't want to go back and teach at a high school or an elementary school. I wasn't interested in that. And so the one-on-one -on -one lessons, I was still kind of like, I can't see myself teaching. But once I did it, I was like, this is so much fun. Like I'm just sharing my love of guitar and teaching other students how to play and hopefully inspiring them and getting them excited about it. So um, I would sub for them throughout being at Rowan. And then while I was here, I also got my own teaching job in Turnersville, teaching private lessons, and then just kind of snowballed from there. Mm. How about you, Alex? Um, of course, like kind of like what she had said earlier, we were both kind of thinking like, yeah, well, go, go to school or go to for, for guitar, go to school for guitar, and then you form a band. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I actually did form a band at the end of 
my fr- my freshman year. Right, let's get, let me, let me get the name. Year. Let's get the name. What was the name? <laughs> it was called Polly and the Crackers. I love it. See, I knew this we, was going to be good. We're going to find it on MySpace. It was, it was, it was with yeah. a K. Yeah. <laughs> it was with, a, with a K. Oh, thanks for the correction. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, so it was me and a bunch of my friends from uh, from high school. So we'd all gone through the, the same uh, high school band program in Woodbury. Playing what kind of music? Like ska and cover, covers of stuff. So we, right. we had a horn section. Good. We had All right. Two, oh, yeah, there you go. two trumpets, a saxophone, and a trombone, two guitarists. And so we did that for a little bit, but it kind of, as with other things, just going to school for music and trying to focus on that, over, overtook some things and we, we lost our uh, our bass player kind of just stopped showing up and so things just player. like I, bro- yeah. broke apart I yeah he was the only one who didn't go to school with all of us so, my high school yeah. boyfriend was in a band and it was always the bass player right. <laughs> <laughs> <It> really was <laughs> we need to get a bass player on here to defend themselves now. they can exactly. be hard to find too I remember when I was playing in bands it's like bass players and drummers drummers like, they were yeah, hard to find the drummers are the biggest misfits I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then um kind of similar where I had started taking lessons at Old Town Music and I ended up starting teaching there where you just, you know, you, you sub a couple days and then eventually they someone leaves and you get to fill in for their spot, take over their schedule and within a couple of weeks everyone quits. And then you just have that time slot though. And so I was there for probably about five years and ended up working there maybe four or five days a week until I ended up I'd also been teaching privately on my own, just having people come come to my house when I was at home or go driving to people's houses. And eventually in 2018, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to just branch out off on my own, just keep going to my students' houses and try and get more of my own students that way. And that was 2018 till now, or really 20. Uh, what year is it? 2023. <laughs> <I know. laughs> where, where now that we've been together and everything, we finally got our like a downtown spot where we live now in Kennett Square that we don't have people coming to our house. We're not going to anyone house, anyone's house. Everyone it's great. You never know there. what you're walking into in somebody else's yeah. house. Oh <laughs> yes. Luckily, I don't, I mean, I don't know about Alex, but I never had a crazy bad experience, which yeah. is good. Yeah. So I was always very thankful for that. Just, you know, going to people's houses like you said you never know so yeah, <laughs> but it's challenging to be a teacher though like for for instruments because I remember I always flip it now so I'm still in touch with my sax teacher and I'm like you had the patience of a saint because <laughs> teaching a nine-year-old who wanted to play video games and not practice you know I mean, you guys were there before right oh, right, yeah oh yeah so like how do you guys like like not want to pull your hair out when you're teaching these young bucks and, and you know, all these instruments that want to quit like every week. I, I think I quit 10 times. <laughs> My parents just kept telling me, no, 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 we're doing this. Right. I think it, it definitely taught me more patience Yeah. because I feel like beforehand I didn't have much patience, but because I love it so much and love guitar and teaching music, I have fun with a lot of the little kids. Yeah, there's times where, you know, I don't want to do it. We motivate them a lot with stickers, and that normally works. <laughs> it works with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but because I'm doing something that I love to teach, it's, you know, I don't really get too annoyed or anything like that. I'm a lot of times just having a lot of fun with it. It's nice seeing the progress that people make, too. I mean, I still have students from like five, six years ago that are still taking lessons with me and to see them, all the, all the progress that they've made, or even with us only being in Kennett for now about three years, uh, we still have a couple of our very first students there and to see the, all the progress they've made. And 
uh, having them do our recitals. Like typically we'll do a summer recital and a winter recital where we give everyone a chance just to play one song. And for, you know, those younger kids, it might be a 20, 30 second version of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. So whatever's in the book. And then some of our other students, like I had one student that she was able to play Claire de Lune, which is like a five, six Mm. page piano piece. (laughs) That's very, very difficult. Um, but you know, the, the parents really appreciate being able to go out and see, see that and see them perform. And then we even did something a little different, uh, a couple weeks ago in August where we had our students play at a brewery of, and ha- sort of be like an open mic sort of style. So we're yeah. at the, we usually do our recitals at a church where it's just one and done, get up there, get out of there. And you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's very, very formal. formal. Intimidating. Yeah, and it goes really fast. It's kind of like, okay, next, 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 you know, because we're trying to keep it Tight. in an hour yeah. or under, and we have three or four recitals throughout the day, you know. But mm-hmm. what Alex is talking about really gave our students a chance to just be up there for like five, ten minutes and just play. Because we do get those students that are like, well, can I play more than one piece? And I'm like, oh, yeah. sorry, we no. can't, you know. <laughs> All right, listen, I have two I have two little boys. Um, I have a love of music. I was in the choir. I don't know how to play any musical instruments. I not was, yet. Not yet. Not, not, not till today. No. <laughs> my sister bought me a keyboard when I was in my 20s. And she was like, learn, like have music in your life. Continue and have music in your life. I'm stubborn. I want to know how to do things right away. I don't have the patience to be learning piano. And I actually, we have an <laughs> alumni board member who's a CPA alum. And he said, you know, you were a choir student. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of socialization in that. He was like, I would have never gotten you a piano because that's a very solo kind of instrument. Um, so all this to say is I really would love my kids to play an instrument, but I don't know how to play. And how do you even start introducing the idea of like, oh, this is something like there's T-ball and there's soccer and there's swim and there's piano. Like, how do you introduce that to a kid if you don't have that skill set yourself? Because it's intimidating to say like well here just start to learn piano we're going to start paying for piano or guitar lessons or something like that right I think piano is definitely a good one to start with too because if they're too young guitar can be hard to press down on the strings do the strumming all that so piano you know you hit the key the note sounds um but we've just had a lot of families that aren't really musical and they were like my kid likes this song or dances a lot or sings a lot and we thought oh let's try get a music lessons and a lot of the times it works to just you know come in and they do really good with it um so you don't always have to have you know the parents have to have a musical background live vicariously through the children (laughs) i just what or sometimes what happens (laughs) sometimes though we've had students that they start and then the parents are like you know what i've always wanted to learn and then they start lessons with us too so that's happened too well, I think the nice thing about like being able to play an instrument is it's like a skill you can like it's something a hobby for most people that you can have forever. So it's like something that can stay with you because as you get older, it's like hard to keep your hobbies and your interests alive. But right. being able to play an instrument, it's like something you can love forever and you can always do. So I think just having that is like a special gift for you to be able to teach someone. That. Yeah. And we've had adult students that they've played and then stop and they find us and they're like, I used to play. I want to get back into it. And they remember a lot of it too. You know, the reading, the music, everything like that. So, so how do people find you? You should put that out there, right? A lot of times, like when we first started or when we first moved out to Kennett square, we were just posting on all the local Facebook groups because you know, they'd have on the first and the 15th, all the business pages could do. So we were just doing that for a while. 
And then I would try and find different ways of that we could sponsor different things. So like I'm a avid runner, distance runner. And so there's the Kennet run and they'll have, if you sponsor it at a certain level, they'll put these flags up in the downtown area on the light post that will have the, the Kennet run and then whoever the sponsors are. Um, so we were doing that the, with the Kennet run. There's also the mushroom cap half marathon. I almost did that. I signed up for that, but never, I didn't go through oh, with nice. it. And then, Next uh, time. and then th- this year was actually our first year. So Kennet square is actually the mushroom capital, capital of, the of the world. world. Yeah. And this past weekend, the uh, not September 9th and 10th, they had their big mushroom festival. And Such so an we, interesting. <laughs> 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 so, <fun. laughs> yeah, so doing stuff like that. And then one thing, uh, we actually sponsored our first little league team. Oh this, yeah. That's very year. cool. Yeah. And so it was like just trying to do lo- local things that, you know, if you're rather than just shoving out money to Facebook advertising, you know, and actually it's like, Hey, this is going back into the community. Cause t- typically the running events, they're putting that money back into something. If it's not just like a, a big run sort sort of thing, but like the the Philadelphia Marathon is that's all cancer research, mm-hmm. and so with these local Kennet runs, there's a lot of local community organizations in Kennet that they'll give that money out to, and so we we felt really good that the money that we were putting out to kind of help advertise us, people were seeing that. So even I think. I actually did get a student from the Kennet run where on the back of the t-shirt, they would put the logos of everyone who sponsored it. And one of my students saw our logo on the back of the t-shirt and that's why he called us. Love that. Love that. And you don't only have this, the school that you teach at, but you also, you're a duo. You, you play as a duo. So tell us a little bit about what that life looks like. Recently, it's been just more teaching because we've been so busy with students, but, um, before the pandemic and everything, we were playing a lot of local concerts at different churches. We do weddings, uh, dinners, you know, special events. Um, we've also done competitions together at different guitar festivals, and they have ensemble competitions. So travel around, uh, played competitions there. We've got to record videos. Um, one time when we were at a classical guitar festival doing a competition, there's a place in Santa Monica. Uh, GSI and they do professional classical guitar videos have guitars come in and play their guitars and make videos so we got to do that which was really cool uh, yeah so we've done a lot of a lot of concerts a lot of local events um, we'll when really play anything really you know weddings we've done birthday parties <laughs> when we were at Rowan um, we also would get asked to play some different things I and mean, one one time uh, not duo but we played in a quartet where we were playing Christmas music out in Flieger Hall during like the intermission yeah, of we've one hired of the some uh, college performing arts students yeah. to do different donor events and, and yeah, yeah we, like, always we're, like, beautiful the board of trustees mm-hmm. uh, we, we would play for a lot of different things there we did a concert in the performing arts catalog once that was just after we had graduated, but since I, I'd worked at the music library and the performance arts catalog while I was here and still had a good connection with with my old boss. And so she's like, yeah, if you guys need a, a warm up for any of your competitions, you guys are welcome to come and do a concert here. Do you have a website for your music school that you can share with us so that our audience can know how yeah. to get your information? Yeah. So our website is pollockmusiclessons.com. It's so hard to remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very. Pollock, P-O-L-L-O-C-K, which I'm reading right off of your very cool <laughs> shirt. Well, let's do the music part. Do you think we're there? Yeah. If you want to take your instruments out, if you, you can play anything. We don't care what you play. We just yeah. love music.
I just have to say that I noticed such good eye contact and communication between the two Thanks, of you. Yes, I've been played. trying. Oh, that means no, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> not you. But really, it's not a it's not a wonder you fell in love with each other. Look at the eyes. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that eye contact. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's very nice. Yeah, that was thank amazing. You. That was great. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. Do you have a favorite piece that you like to play together? Is that is that the one that you love playing together the most? Um. I'd say we, well, that was like one of our gig pieces because when we would play for different events, we would, we had a few different binders that we had put together. Like one was kind of like classic rock, popular music that was arranged for two guitars. Sometimes it was arranged for three or four guitars and then we rearranged it so that way we could, we could play it together. Um, one of my favorites that are that we had done, or I guess a couple was uh, we were doing the overture to the Barber of Seville by Rossini, which I kind of fallen in love with that piece from Looney Tunes because there's an episode called The Rabbit of Seville where Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd are running around an opera stage to that song. And so whenever we're playing that, I would think of that. <laughs> but then yeah. a, a couple of our other pieces. That was your that, favorite piece too, Caroline, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. agree, <laughs> agree. <Saw> her nodding. <laughs> but then uh, a couple of our other pieces that we really like doing together, or at least I, I know I liked do it, doing them together, was uh, we had the first movement of Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven that we had got an arrangement by this, uh, this really great Italian duo called Solo Duo that they had done an arrangement of that. And then we had this uh, tango suite that we were playing. That was one of our competition pieces between, well, we were doing the tango suite and the overture to the Barber of Seville as like our two big competition pieces that we were playing for a while. That's got to be an intense tango. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, that was, that was really intense. As- Astor Piazzolla. There was a lot of tapping of the guitar, some percussion stuff in there and harmonics, and it was very fast. I mean, we weren't even playing at full speed, but (laughs) it was still very, very fast. So let's ask, how often are you guys being summoned by friends and family to play at, like, holiday parties growing up and even now? Because as a musician, it's, like, always going, oh, little Johnny's going to play at Christmas time. We're going to play Jingle Bells. Like, oh, I don't really want to play, you know (laughs) Exactly. Are you Johnny? We we actually have a wedding next month we're playing. (laughs) Very nice. One of uh, Caroline's connections, one of the old person that she used to work for, um, we're playing at their wedding. But not too much with COVID. Actually, in in the beginning of COVID, like, I think, was it? August we played for a friend's wedding and it was like outdoor wedding like when we were looking for pictures to send you guys I saw a picture of us with our masks on playing in the oh, back yeah. in the like, backyard oh <laughs> I know and teaching lessons right you're That's in close hard. quarters yeah. you guys probably couldn't do that for such a long time yeah, yeah I mean we I I started doing in-person lessons again in July so it took like four months off and just did virtual with a bunch of people but even then I don't think we we, we kept having people wear masks for all the way up until like maybe just like April or May th- this year, just because yeah. we do get so close to people mm-hmm. where we might teach 10 to 12 people a day. And you You're have close ki- quarters. Yes. And but I, not like I, with your arm around them, like you were describing earlier. <laughs> no, that'd be an no, HR no, 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 no. Yeah, that'd be an HR violation. Yes, no, loot. no loot playing. <laughs> not like music lessons, HR department. Would be no, but I have been sneezed on by many kids. And so oh. it's like, yeah, let's let's keep the masks on for it. It was more for that. And a lot of people, by the way, picked up music during the, during the pandemic, right? A lot of mm-hmm. people decided to take up a different instrument. Yeah. 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 Or get back into it, yeah. you know? They had played before, so. Well, we loved having you. Thank you for coming all the way. Oh, I keep saying all the way. But all the way. <laughs> an hour is a hike to From come the see us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so 
we got to get you uh, back, you know, involved with college of performing arts and, you know, really, cause you have so much talent and to showcase and, and to teach and to give, we'd love, you know, your involvement in the, the university, but they, I'm just excited. I love music. So I just feel like I'm just going to walk away from this interview kind of a little bit glowing, yeah, feeling cool. a little oh, bit of a more pep in my step for the rest of the day. Oh. So it's a good way to end the week. So thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Thanks we had a great time. Us. Rob, if you could play any instrument besides the sax. Yeah. Which, I already know the answer. What? You do? I do. What? I would have played bass guitar. We talked so much crap on bassist stories. I know, <laughs> which is why I kept my mouth shut because I know during the pandemic, and I kind of hinted at it during the uh, discussion, but I almost bought a bass guitar during the, the COVID and tried to teach myself. I started to watch people online. I just got a thing for like I don't know. It's just what stopped you? Why didn't you do it? Uh, I this know. is like a therapy session. Yeah, Rob, what's I, stopping yeah. you from pursuing your well, dreams? It all started in second grade, Jess. <laughs> when I no, no, I don't what stopped it honestly but that's what i would have done because i'm a big like you know i just like the bass line there's, mm -hmm. there's so much like power that drives music in, in the bass line and and hearing different artists so i and it, it, i think it's also cool to be like um you know you're just, you know, doing more than just roots right but you're able to play along with it but how about you probably even though i i don't know if i mentioned it in their interview or privately but i'd probably play piano even yeah, though um, you no chords that way. It's great. Yeah. I feel like I, I like to sing and I feel like it's an instrument that lends itself mostly to that. So I think that I would, that would be my thing, but um, I just maybe need to go see them for lessons. Cause when they left, I felt like, Oh man, I just want to play an instrument. That was, so, that was amazing. I know. They sounded so good together. I know. I feel like maybe I need to pick up an instrument and drive to Kennett. Well, you can, cause they can, you, if you want to go there, let me, can I tell you a place to go? You can yeah. go to, uh, PollockMusicLessons.com. Yeah, they're in uh, Kennett, PA, and um, we we might have to drive an hour just to go see see and them live up, in action. Pick up some mushrooms too. You've been listening to Beyond the Brown and Gold on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand.